these blokes, the team, the club, I'm very proud of them. I, I could not be proud. I'm getting all fired up. I'm all fired up and lonesome. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to episode 28 of the 2022 season of Fire Up. I'm Dennis Carnahan, still on a high for a Mad Monday, joined by Chris Gale, who's been on Mad Monday for almost a month, and the still alive focused, game-faced Red Fern Pat, whose bunnies carry the weight of the Rugby League world on their shoulders, the responsibility of getting rid of the most evil club in Rugby League, the Panthers, and shutting down talk of a dynasty. But after all the madness of last weekend, Rugby League has taken a dozen chill pills and calmed down to a couple of very dull, one-sided thrashings. It was clear the Raiders played their grand final at their home ground in Melbourne the week before. They left it all on the field in Melbourne Rectangular Stadium, so much though they forgot to collect it, whatever it is, and bring it with them to the flat track of Western Sydney Stadium. Let's just hope it's a sticky wicket in Clownsville next weekend. And then on Saturday, the Rabbits demolished the brave, resilient Sharks at Trelliance Stadium. It's destined to be the Rabbits' home ground. They've played every rugby league game that's ever been played at that stadium. So all in all, not the most entertaining weekend of rugby league. Straight up Volandis ball floggings. And speaking of entertainment, it's been decidedly lacking. Previous years, the semi-finals have had, had bands or, or crowd activations of some court, sort. Or the Men of League Choir. This is one of my favourites. The Men of League Choir leading the fans singing the theme songs for each team. That was fantastic as pre-match entertainment. It was beautiful. It activated the crowds. But this year they've had a couple of clowns on a little tiny stage wearing white, pressing play on Spotify, then doing these silly crocodile dances, waving their arms around as if they have something to do with the music being produced as they press play on Spotify. One of them even transported me back to the satellite room in Lismore in 1990 by saying, come on, step it out. For God's sake, it was a terrible, lame and daggy thing to say in the early 90s. It still is. I don't want to go back to the satellite room in the early 90s. That is not entertainment, Peter Volandis. Chris Gale, you're well connected in the world of rugby league entertainment. Tell me, for God's sake, tell me they're not having a couple of lame Spotify operators as grand final entertainment. They're not having a couple of lame Spotify entertainers as grand final entertainment. Thank you. I actually can't promise that. Why not? Well, there's a couple of things I've got to get off my chest. First of all, I want to apologise to all NRLW fans out there who have played games of rugby league on Allianz Stadium in addition to the three South Sydney Rabbits games. I did say NRL. Yeah. Oh, I did say rugby league. You I? did well, say rugby league. And so I want to apologise to everybody involved with the NRLW in all shapes and forms. Um, so I hope you feel suitably admonished, Dennis. I feel very admonished. I, and can I say, I, I've seen every game that the NRLW has played there. In fact, I was at the Central Coast Stadium on Sunday. Where were you, Chris Gale? Well, I wasn't there. And that's one of my, in my errata section of Arara Valley Axes <laughs> to grind. I will have to uh, apologise that, in fact, I speculated that that triple header was at Newcastle last week. And, in fact, it was at Central Coast Stadium. And what a magnificent day it was. If you're a Parramatta Reels fan, and let's face it right now, who isn't? Oh! The weekend just kept getting better as they went out there and they demolished the Brisbane Broncos and then were simply relying on the Sydney Roosters to take care of the Gold Coast Titans, which everybody knew they would, 
to book themselves a passage in the finals, having won one out of five games. Such is the unusual nature of that competition. I have to say, the three games that were there, back to back to back, um, all three of them, if there was five rugby league games on the weekend in the top grade, being three back to back to back women's games, plus Raiders, Panthers, plus Sharks, Rabbitohs, I'll be putting the three women's games at the top of quality. I think probably the Jets-Canterbury game would come in uh, New South Wales Cup would come in at fourth, right? followed by the NRL. I was at Jets Canterbury. I'll talk about that a little bit later. And as I said, what a great great weekend for the Parramatta Hills and always shapes and form. I also want to send out an apology to all DJs because that seems to be who you were criticising there by having a crack at those two No, no, no. Not all DJs, just those two. Because <laughs> they, they had the same set list every night. That, you know, they, we've got a bit of Sweet Caroline. We've got a bit of horses. We've got a bit of hands going, come on, as if I'm doing something. Then there's no well, disc. That, that, that to me sounds no like performance art. Right? There's no disc being scratched. They're not actually mixing tracks you, and beats. Are you not aware of irony? Like, I mean, that's obviously <laughs> ironic, right? And so therefore, I accept that you didn't offend all DJs, but in case you did, I'm really sorry about that. But look, the real concern here is that you've tapped into something that based on what we've seen so far during this playoff series is not entertainment. And those two games on the weekend, despite the Volandi series that even blowouts are entertaining, were not that entertaining for the average rugby league punter, let alone particularly the Cronulla Sharks and Canberra Raiders fans of which you belong to one of those camps. But it Mm. raises an enormous concern that we sit here less than two weeks before. Less than two weeks before the big dance. An event that we trademarked here at Fire Up. We came up with the big dance before anyone else did. Just absolutely guarantee you that. Mm. We don't know... Who, what, if anything, is the grand final entertainment come Sunday week? <gasps> it hasn't been announced. Well, it has for the other code, what the one that was got? next door on Saturday night. I got some dude called Robbie Williams, right? Who Williams. I believe was in a band called Take That. It used to be a big thing oh, sometime. I believe he's the one that uh, Liam Gallagher said, the fat dancer from Take That. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty confident that, you know, they'll strike up the chord, second song in, you'll probably do Angel, whatever it is. Do you think he's going to play off-field misbehaviour? Uh, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll definitely play that and let me entertain you. Drop the pace down for Angel and then they'll strike it up and Kylie's going to come out and they're going to do Kids. So that's is, what that, is that known? No, that's not oh, known. That, but if I be, was programming it, that's what would be happening. Has he got a song about cocaine? Well. Because I'm pretty sure he's a big fan. And I and think then, the AFL's the big fan. And then if you look on all the big screens and a huge inflatable will descend into the G of Wayne Carrick. <laughs> Sponsored by ibuprofen or whatever anti-inflammatory that he uses to hammer home the message that the king was not using a illicit substance. But yeah. that's what we're looking at this weekend uh, as I believe a local team here in the precinct from which we broadcast had a win on the weekend and take on uh, Geelong, I believe. But we can't boast Sky. Geelong, you know, the most famous thing about Geelong, that's where uh, Bronnie Bishop caught that chopper that got her. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. There was a, a Liberal Party function. She caught a chopper from Melbourne to Geelong and that was finally broke her back. I can tell you this, Ford Manufacturing Plant used to be there. Used to be there. And it used to be called Cardinia Park. That's about all I know. Is it not? Well, I think Shell took it over at one stage. I'm not sure. Right. So... You've quite rightly identified the person responsible for this glaring omission as Peter Volandis, right? And there has been no bigger fan of the dark overlord, Sir Peter Volandis himself, than me. You've often said that. And and I think I would like to bring into this conversation you as well. And it's only now coming to light that, in fact, 
anyone who's ever criticised him for anything, hello, Volandi's ball last weekend, they're doing the guy a disservice, right? Because mm. there's no money in rugby league. That's all gone to AFL as well. Now, yeah. As we saw by the, the, the recent media deal. They're running on the smell of an oily rag. Volandi's has got his hands full. And unfortunately, and this is another expression that I actually came up with some time ago, Dennis, mm-hmm. and have now trademarked, so Peter can't see the forest for the trees right now. And so let me bring to light a little bit of journalism that I wouldn't have, um, but for uh, someone very kindly in my office named Sarah Lander passing this piece of communication to me. Do you read Margin Call and The Australian? Uh, no. Yoni Bashan, Margin Call editor, and Christine Lacey, senior reporter, have come up with an explosive revelation. A revelation. Revelation about Peter Volandis. So I won't read the entire article, but it does begin, hot chips are said to be a beloved staple of Peter Volandi's diet, so much that earlier this year, the NRL chairman told the Finn Review he eats chips by the bucket load <laughs> and has no interest in what he describes as a la carte la cuisine, right? So Volandi's is, you know, man of the people, right? Man of the people. And I have here a photo of him from 1980 when he was coach of the under-13B Red Devils in Wollongong. And he looks a lot like Michael O'Connor with a straight nose. So he, he's clearly a man of the people. Can I simply say what happened? And he went on to tell the financial review, I'm just a meat and pie and chips person, right? So that's, he sort of sort of put his stake in the ground as to where he is. Well, S-T-A-K-E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stake and kidney in Thank the ground. You. But it turns out that he was embroiled with the Maryvale Empire at a recent finals match at Allianz Stadium. Trillions. Yeah, we were according to Margin Call's correspondence, something certainly was not right at the start of the final series. With Volandi seen an animated discussion with Maryvale catering staff during the Roosters Rabbits elimination final. Now we revealed exclusively on the show last week that he's turned the game into rugby union. We saw that. Yeah. Seven yellow cards, five HIAs, 107 elapsed minutes of time. So many stoppages that you had time to not only make a cup of tea but drink a cup of tea. Mm. So having wreaked havoc on the on the field, <laughs> he was wreaking havoc off the field. Because apparently he was deeply unhappy with a particular offering on the anti-pasto plates in the corporate suite, prompting one of the Maryvale many to offer an apology, uh, though it was not clear whether it was made directly to Lord Volandis, over Lord Volandis, or to one of his lieutenants. So the NRL has confirmed something's afoot, with the spokesperson explaining that the guest complaints were received regarding the food and feedback passed on to the catering company, company i.e. Maryvale. So Volandis is turning rugby league into rugby union on the field. He's in the weeds. What do you think? What would be wrong with the anti-pasto plate? So there's something that's offended him on the anti- There's no specificity in the Australian's article? No, no. That's, it just, that's it, why I don't it, read the Australian, because they, they, they're well, so, sloppy journalism. Well, I'm sorry, Margin Call, but it's lousy reporting. <laughs> it's a lousy reporting. <laughs> you haven't helped us. And could it be that they perhaps had some vine leaves stuffed with rice, some Dormathies? And maybe they've called them Dormarties. Well, there you go. Maybe they haven't, you know, given them the, their due respect. Would it be that from his Kithra perspective, he's determined that the octopus is not succulent enough? Quite possibly. You know. Because they do love the, the seafood. That maybe, well, maybe that's exactly what happened. Or the, how would you describe it? Well, there's a feta. Maybe the olives were Spanish. Oh, man. Instead of the, instead of the proper calamatis. Yeah, they were, they, exactly. They were sort of cheap imports. Yes. You know, sort of dumped by. Instead of expensive Greek imports. Sort of... or, instead, or could it be that Philanders, as well as running New South Wales Racing, as well as running the Australian Rugby League Commission, that maybe he has a, an olive importing from Kithra? Unless he has his own plantation here and is feeling that it should be locally he might sourced. have. Very Mediterranean down in Wollongong. That's right. So he's, you know, voting against the import thing. He's mm. going all Australian. 
it's it's a really interesting thing. By the way, what's what do you call the sort of the body to tentacle ratio with octopi? I mean, too many tentacles, not enough body. That might have been part of it. Maybe it was. Maybe they were junior. Maybe they're too small, too big. <laughs> he just said. They These octopi been... are unac- unacceptable. <laughs> they remind me too much of Cameron Smith. And then their claws trimmed. <laughs> so if you're doing all these things, I think the diary is overflowing and he has simply forgotten to book the grand final entertainment at ACOR Sunday week. Now, the good news is I can confirm that friend of the show, Stephen yep. Ferris, mm-hmm. will be bringing the noise. Oh, so he can, he, he'll be there. Yeah. But so the, he can just go out in the middle of the field and, and wave his hands around like he's, you know, the crocodile doing this and going, come on, step it out. And he can even beat mix. And wow. there is a gap waiting to be filled by someone who understands rugby league, mm-hmm. someone who understands music and its relation to rugby league, mm-hmm. someone who's comfortable in front of a live audience. Well, look, I don't know who you're thinking of, but I'll put my I'm hand up. I'm thinking of Shannon Knoll. I'll put my hand up so straight I'm thinking, away. I'm thinking of Shannon Knoll. You're not thinking of Barnsey? <laughs> well, I'm thinking of Slash, who just played with a guitar without a band. But none of those can be booked at short notice. Dennis Carnahan, can you confirm on this show that you are the 2022 NRL Grand Final Entertainment? I wish I could. Peter Volandis, I know you listen to this show. I'm putting it out to you right now. Give me a call. Give me a call, Pete. I'll have a Grand Final song written ready for it. That's terrific. If you don't end up getting the gig... Where can people catch you in the lead up to the Grand Final? Well, as part of my pitch to get the gig, I'm playing at the Bridge Hotel Roselle, just across the road from the Meth Lab, mm-hmm. in the heart of Darcy Burns' inner west, that, that right just around the corner from where the tragedy is taking place of Dominic Perrottet ignoring like Hart Oval, and, and you, Alistair Henskins, as well. So I'll be playing the Bridge Hotel Roselle, Rugby League the Musicals 2021-22 Season Review, Seasons Review. When Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday before the grand final. Now, those of you, obviously, you won't come to the Wednesday night, Chris, because you'll be at the Dally M's. Um, but the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And I know there'll be some special guests coming along. Well, I know that myself and the Pants Man, Redfern Pat, will be there on Tuesday. So please come say hi. Yes. And I did actually reach out to Sports Minister Alistair Henskins, but he said, unfortunately, he's at the local Olive Growers Association Awards <laughs> that night. So <laughs> make of that what you will. Dennis, can we turn to, because I know this is very painful. No, it's not. I heard you on the ABC Radio Network allegedly throwing sausage rolls in the commentary booth after the Penrith-Canberra game. What happened? That's quite incorrect. What happened was um, there's a thing where Luke Lewis constantly is putting sausage rolls into John Gibbs' jacket pocket. How old are these gentlemen? uh, One's (laughs) late 30s, one's early 60s. And... um, Johnny was there and he's just, he, he does faff and dither a little. And we were trying to get him onto the microphone, get him to put his microphone hat on. And he, he was talking and doing stuff. And he leant across in front of me and, and I had a sausage roll. And I was like, if you lean across with your jacket right in front of me and your pocket's open, I'm going to put it in. So I cropped it in there. He didn't notice. Luke Lewis saw me do it. And he, I could see him bracing and keeping a straight face. So when Johnny's finally found him. He's like, what the hell? How did you do that? And so he's claimed credit for it. Saying, just it's magic. I just got it by magic. So it used to be this is what your eight sensor day is going towards. It's probably gone up a little bit with inflation and oh, efficiency dividends down to about three and a half. Is that right? I think is yeah. that right? Yeah. And you were there. What went wrong? Um, well, as I said in the opening, they left it all in Melbourne. They create. They did a great service to the rugby league by getting rid of the Melbourne Storms. And can I just point out this, that Stephen um, Mascord, friend of the show, has posted this today, an article that he wrote 25 years ago. 25 years ago. 
The Melbourne Storm will be the name of John Rebo's still-to-be-assembled Super League club. The name was chosen for more than a 1,000 entrants from a newspaper competition in Melbourne. Other entrants were <clears throat> the Melbourne Mutiny, interesting, the Melbourne Hellfires, <laughs> the Melbourne 56ers, the Melbourne Exterminators, the Melbourne Gargoyles, and, and this is a real thing, I'm not making up, this is actually first on the list, the Melbourne Biodynamics. <laughs> Club spokesman Chris Appleby said the storm were not concerned their name would draw unwanted attention to Melbourne's weather. The, the storm Biodynamics. So that would have been perfect if Bellamy had been the original coach because he would have been all over that. Yeah, well, he he does try to deny it. I suspect that means it's pre-Bellamy. Yeah, they sort of laid the, the grip. So 56, is that referring to 1856 perhaps? When Melbourne was founded in 1856, was it? I don't know, it? I'm just speculating. 1956 that was, was the Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. I know, but that seems like an odd thing to put into your... Well, they did play it. That can't Olympics. be 1856. I mean, I think Adelaide, the 36ers, is because that was 1836, the free settlement of Adelaide was established. If I can Melbourne, use that, was, Melbourne was after that. Melbourne term. was 1840s. That, oh. uh, that, that, no, 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 no. Where is Batman, Batman and all this? Exactly. But, but so I believe the Raiders, they did a great service. And I, I am not disappointed with the season. If you told me at the end of round eight, when we were two and six, that we were going to get flogged in the second week of the finals, I would have taken it. I would have said you're dreaming, but I would have taken. I couldn't be prouder of these bunch of blokes. I couldn't. Be, we've got something really good going on in there. We've got something we're building for next season. You know, if you look at the diverse, the adversity we went through, losing a half, losing a hooker, losing a fullback, losing a hooker for the season. Fullback, he was out pretty much for the season with the injury in the hip. He came back through New South Wales Cup, never really found his form. The halfback was out for twelve weeks. You do that to any other team. Do it to any other team. I defy you. I, I couldn't be proud of this. Let's take nothing away from Parramatta. They done good. Brad did. A, Brad done a good job with them. You don't mean any of that. I mean um, it all. No, I, I, I do. I, I, the problem, the, I tell you what really happened to them is that Brad Arthur and Ricky Stewart have exactly the same game plan. It's just that Parramatta did a little bit better. Just a little to bit the better. Of Forty points to four. I oh. think I, I tweeted at one stage. Parramatta has more offloads than a fleet of dump trucks. I mean, there was like eighteen offloads to one there. I mean, the ball was not, let alone not being locked up. It, it was being let out of the cage. And <laughs> the Raiders were in it for seven minutes. Flying free. It was, in fact, it was like the pigeons being released at the 1988 opening ceremony <laughs> in Seoul, which is the one where I think they got cooked. Is that right? It was a couple of the pigeons got yeah, in the flame. cooked in the torch. Yep. Wouldn't uh, mind some pigeon. Now, look, uh, what about um, uh, the future for the Raiders? Oh, yeah. Bright future. Right. I know what's under the bonnet. I know what's on behind the badge. Yeah, Bright okay. future. Yeah. So Joe Tarpany has to negotiate his contract, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've got people saying you've got to throw the checkbook at him, and other people saying don't throw the checkbook at him, don't sell the farm for him. So you know that's that'll be worked out. But he's saying he's talking with his wife about it. Always, always, and it's about footy and it's about lifestyle. So he's negotiating with Canberra about lifestyle. Oh yeah. So you're a local boy. Yeah. Push me oh, in the direction of what's good about Canberra. Just get loose at the moose. Uh huh. You've got uh, you've got like how many lakes Hello, do you Felix. want? You got. There's Lake Burley Griffin, there's Lake Gin and Derry. But they turned the thing uh, off, right? The fountain's the only on sporadically, is that right? No, it's always been on. It, it, it was it's not 24-7, though. It's never time. been 24-7. I reckon no, she come, no I, can, I can tell you for a certain fact it wasn't because there was nothing better than getting out on the paddle boats before 10 a.m. and getting underneath it to feel the first drop, to watch it go <laughs> up. That so, was a really so that's thing. what they're saying to Joe and his wife. We've got paddle boats. You've got Kingo. We've got a fountain. Yeah. You've got a couple of mountains there. It's, you know, beautiful mountains, beautiful countryside. You've got uh, gin and dera. You've got lakes. You've got wineries. What more can, great place to raise kids. Light life, you know, Felix. 
It's all happening. Widen Valley, Nappy Valley down in Tuggers. Tuggers has its own lake. <laughs> if you want a lake, you'd go to Canberra. I'll tell you what, every club who's listening to this podcast is on the phone right now to the Tarpany Connections. <laughs> but no, so that that's that's ongoing. Um, Can I talk about Ricky Stewart a little bit? I, I'm, I've been trying to avoid it, yeah. but yeah, go on. Um, tough night for Ricky. But before we get to him... We won't want to dwell too much on Parramatta because we need to look forward to their um, big game against the North Queensland Cowboys. And also, I'd like to later in the show take over your new reasons to dislike the Parramatta Eels. If it's all right with you, I'd like to change it to new reasons to hate the Parramatta Eels and all their fans, all of them. All right. Well, I'm very happy to do that, Dennis. Thank you. But what do you want to say about Ricky? Well, before I get to Ricky, I I do just, I mean, Matt Thompson, again, no bigger fans of Matt Thompson than you and me. Of all people. And boy, oh boy, uh, am I excited about uh, the following weekend, mainly because they've got the Ray Warren special calling time. Calling time. Uh, wow. reviewing the career of the great man. But we're all Matt Thompson boosters right now. But I do want to have a little uh, segment here, which is called Bad Commentary. Sorry, Good Commentary, Bad Commentary. <laughs> so uh, here we are, Matt Thompson. You know, Mitchell Moses scored a fantastic try, diagonally opposite where he scored the debut try against the West Tigers when Combank was opened. Flat track bully. Yes. And so he's attempting conversion. So there is an image of Mitchell's head on, lining up the kick. And one, there's a huge cutout head. Of Mitchell in that image in the crowd. So here we go. Good commentary. There's Mitch watching Mitch. Nice. And here we go now with bad commentary. Cut out Mitch watching real Mitch. Uh, Can I ask how much distance was between those? Like half a second. (laughs) So this week we get get back to Richie Benno. Exactly Richie Benno. Commentate on what the people... Can't see. So, they, so the idea is you might have missed that initial image and it draws your attention, but then you have to explain it like that anyway. Oh. But no, Ricky. Jokes are always so much funnier when you explain them. I, I think he was, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, regal in his press conference, you know, talking up the boys, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, he also, I think, coped fairly well that there was still a little bit of bad blood between Parramatta and uh, Ricky Stewart because he briefly coached there. And to a wooden spoon, it has to be said, in one particular season. But then there was an incident which still resonates today and clearly resonates with the Canberra fans. And the venerable panel on NRL 360 was discussing exactly this incident last week. And I remember they had to have a team meeting. And in that room, about 10 players were told they were not required the following yeah, year. On the, the whiteboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the great stories. On the whiteboard. Yeah. Um... What are they talking about? They're to- I have no idea what they're talking about because I know there was an incident where Ricky pulled, famously pulled out the overhead projector and he had a slide and we still don't know because this was 2008? Mm. Was it? Or 2009? 2003? 13. 13. Thank you. That was a three, Pat. 13 would be that one. That's 10 and 3. It's not. 2013. He's pulled out the overhead projector. Now, I remember seeing the last time I saw him would have been Ainsley Primary School in 1978. So I don't know if Ricky Stewart actually went to Ainsley Primary School and picked it up, but that was a magnificent piece of work. Very theatrical, very dramatic. Where's the whiteboard come from? I mean, we look to these experts to guide us through these stormy seas, particularly at the that was buzz. business end of the season, and they all concurred about the whiteboard incident. It was an overhead projector. It should never be forgotten. That piece of technology should be immortalised. And if it's mm. not in the NRL's museum, which I think is closed at the moment down at Moore Park. I'm, I'm really looking for one for my show. Right. I really want... If anyone out there has a, an 
overhead projector, please let me know because I want to use one in my show. So it's done for the season for the Raiders, but you mentioned their great contribution down at Melbourne and there's one more bit of exciting news that's come out of that where we can actually break the story down. Well, you break that story, Chris. Friend of the show, Stephen Ferris. Yes. Has revealed, and these are explosive revelations. That are these exclusive to fire up? I believe so. And these are actually real, not, not the usual made up ones. That, as, as we've been saying, he's been bringing the noise to various venues during the NRL playoffs. Mm. And he was down there where your Canberra Raiders prevailed. At the Raiders' home ground, the yes. green-seated... Five in a row. Melbourne Rectangular Stadium. 28-20 over Melbourne and Amy Park. God, I'm going to watch it again. And he's playing the DJ songs and all that sort of thing. But one of the features from when they first played in a windswept Olympic park was that wretched cowbell. Oh, donk, God. Donk, 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 oh, you give me a headache. So it turns out that these days the cowbell is actually triggered by the in-game DJ. No. That Stephen Ferris has the cue at the right time for the Melbourne Storms to hit the cowbell. So the, the game caller, the show the, ga- the show caller they call him would say, Stephen, hit the cowbell. And in fact, we've picked up, and this is a true story, by the way, Stephen is very much part of the NRL family. I know he won't mind me saying that. Um, they all have nicknames. He's known as Gene. Gene. And you will hear real audio from Melbourne v Canberra a couple of weekends ago about the cowbell now. Come on, Gene! Come on! Steve! That, you know, that, that, it doesn't work for me. I gotta have more cowbell. Don't blow this for us, Gene! Could be so selfish, Gene. Can I just say one thing? Say it, baby, just say it. I'm staring here, staring at rock legend Bruce Dickinson. The cock in a walk, baby. And if Bruce Dickinson wants more cowbell, we should probably give him more cowbell. Say it, baby. And Bobby, you are right. I am being selfish. But the last time I checked, we don't have a whole lot of songs that feature the cowbell. I gotta have more cowbell, baby. And I'd be doing myself a disservice and every member of this band if I didn't perform the hell out of this. Guess what? I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Takes us, that takes us to the Saturday night. And the Saturday night at Trellion Stadium, Redfern Pats Rabbits triumphing over the Sharks. And I, I can reveal exclusively here on Fire Up that <clears throat> for the last three weeks, the Sharks players have actually had their going out kit 
in their bags. Is that right? They've been ready to go. They've been all fired up and ready to go just in case they get knocked out. Is that what every rugby league team would do? Um, I think the boys the boys wanted to get out. The boys are pretty keen to, to go out and get on the Terps. Well, they've simply all been like the rest of us reading the newspapers and said, you know what, the draw was pretty soft. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they had. But it, and I suspect, um, what's their coach's name? Peter Garrett? Yeah. Isn't that what they call him? He was, you know, Garrett was, uh, he was ready to go as well, I reckon. Dr. Evil, I think. Dr. Evil. No, that's the Cowboys. No, that's not just being the merciless. He's being the merciless, yeah. yeah. I tell you what, I say this about Craig Fitzgibbon. He's on the way to uh, being part of the uh, Darren Lockyer troupe of voice actors. Mm. You know, that sort of gravelly yeah. type of thing. And Hasler would be in there as well. Could you imagine a barbershop quartet? And I've only got three of them so far. Fitzgibbon, Tuvi. Lockyer, Toos. Tuvi and Des. Des. Imagine that, three-part. <laughs> That'd be something. But I'm enough. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, there was an allegation, and I, I'm I'm not convinced it's true that you know once again we've had Elbow's team has beaten Scomo's team. This is now just happening. This is it's kind of becoming. It's, it's like the Harlem Globetrotters, <laughs> and who are their mates? The Washington Generals. Yeah, it's like the same thing over and over again. But there's an allegation that Scomo, while Peter Volandis was getting upset about the Dolmathies or the the wrong olives being used, that he broke a toilet handle. Well, th- this sort of came down the the wire at Twitter, right? And we, we always have, you know, we, we must take social media with some but grain of salt. Twitter's a great source of truth. Yeah. Twitter is actually Latin for truth. And, I, and I'd like to, and I don't know exactly which Scott Bailey that is, but it's a Scott Bailey said, breaking, door in New Allianz Stadium toilet, literally just broken former Prime Minister Scott Morrison's hands. Went to open it and the steel rod immediately came off. Kind of sums up the shark's night. If it's true, it's wonderful. Uh, secondly, more teething troubles at the new girl. You know, oh, yeah. A bit more spit and polish needed. And there's a, a number of sort of memes and photo collages sort of uh, reflected on the weekend, the differing, differing fortunes of ScoMo and his sharks and, of course, Albo and his rabbits. High flying. And our Prime Minister is doing great work uh, extending the apologies of the nation over at the passing of Her Majesty and the yes. state funeral last night was um, very much all the pomp and circumstance you'd expect and a very sombre Pageantry, occasion. Pageantry, I think, is what you want. And I think in both in the walk past and on the day, Elbow, very, very solemn. Carried himself very well. Extremely well, but it was hard not to just detect a little corner of a smile. You think? Just a, just the odd moment where he just reflect on the fact that we really gave it to those shows. <laughs> And has uh, the Penny Panthers to look forward to? It was tough for the Sharks, though, wasn't it? I mean, they lost Talakai, who's a bit of a totem for them, I think, mm. and Hunt in the lead-up to... Yeah. Royce Hunt doesn't get enough love from us, right? We've got Carmichael Hunt everywhere because that yeah, kind of works Yeah, Royce needs better. a bit more. Ben Hunt. But Royce needs a little bit more love, I think. Um, so I, so I, we, while, while ScoMo and um, Elbow... Had their games play. Where was so they're they're federal politicians now. The Panthers, Stuart Ayres is their mem- no, he's not anymore. Is he still? Oh Stuart yeah, Ayres is good. He's he's exonerated, baby. He can come back to the ministry. Anytime. He can come back to the ministry. Oh, so yeah, Stuart yeah. Ayres, he's, he's is, not. Who's, but built he can. The, who's built the stadium out there? Yeah. Stuart Ayres is a stadium builder. Yes, we've established that. Yeah. He's a state government stadium builder. Um, in Moore Park. They've obviously built a new stadium. So Perrottet, Perrottet, who's you know they ran the election under Gladys about the you know the stadium nearly lost the lost in the election, was he there? Well, this is interesting, right? Because Stuart Ayres, not only was he instrumental allegedly in the Allianz deal, but also the Penrith deal, which has mm. been many years yes agreed to. But it suddenly now is 
under consideration. You know, not a lot of pork in that barrel. You think? No, and the Penrith Paceway is very uncertain about their future, and so we send out our best wishes to them. But mm. you would have thought the Paratates going, look, I've got to get, put my best foot forward. I've got to show belief in the facility. Peter Volandis may well describe it as unnecessary stadium, but I describe it as very necessary stadium. And what better uh, a platform than when he could have probably walked up because he would have been at the races earlier because I think he likes a punt. Mm. And oh, s- fantastic. straight into the old girl, yeah. former home of the Sydney Roosters, the SCG, see that other code play out. Mm-hmm. And then, what is it, 50 metres? Just walk through the, the members' walkway. I'm sure he'd be honoured. Into the new there. girl that my government built and that the, I, Your funds, your that, taxpayer funds built. That I believe in 100% and I don't see as a political liability whatsoever. Absolutely And not. enjoy, broken toilet handles or not, everything that the new girl had to offer. Dominic Perrottet, probably flanked by Sports Minister Alistair Henskins, you'd imagine. And Stuart Ayres, and freshly, Stuart Ayres. freshly exonerated in a clean suit with an iron shirt. Uh, I think he went home. He went home. He went home. He went to the Swans game and he went home. Rugby league snubbed again, Dennis. So could I suggest to you that Dominic Perrottet is not a meat pie and chips kind of gentleman? Is that what you're saying to me? <laughs> but Volandis would have known the political damage that this would have done mm. and could have helped, except that he was so <laughs> disenchanted with the catering the previous week, he was in the queue for the pies. And for those of you who've been out at Allianz, you've got the choice between the branded 4 and 20 style pie which i got to be honest is me or you get the gourmet pie oh which is so oily and salty unbelievable I'm not, I'm not like really no a fan. brand name on it which makes you automatically the, suspicious the hems yeah yeah and it's i'm got- going to i'm going to have to step in here oh here we go oh, we had a discussion who did me and chris did you on this very show in this very room so i'm out stay here you know we need oh, okay. this is the so we said you walk in there's a bar right in front of you yeah, I was in that. I was in that entrance gate one this week. Yep, I walk in. Sure enough, there's two bars in front of you. It's improved. And Pat didn't get past there. They opened. <laughs> that was, that was his night. They didn't open the bar until quarter to eight. Oh, no. here we go. So you're adding to the complaints. Yeah, no. they didn't open the bar until quarter to eight. They opened it to quarter to eight. And <laughs> like you were saying a couple weeks ago, I'm standing in line and crowd think I'm like, well, what's, something must be happening here. See, it's not moving. There's, you know, a, 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 a ceremonial cut, they, uh, a more dignified couple behind me. And I say, oh, excuse me, do you know what's happening here? And they're like, no, no idea. And I said, oh, if I go to the front and ask what's happening, do you mind saving my spot? So out of 50, 100 people waiting in line, I was the only one who went up to the front and asked them at the bar what's happening. And like, oh, we don't open till whatever. Till oh. And did you go back and that... Distinguished couple refused to let you back in the line. Yeah, they, no, they, no, they, no, they, and, and were they Peter Volandis and his wife? <laughs> no, no, they they were, but they were saying that they they, were. <laughs> they were saying something about they. Were, I don't know if they were joking, but they go, "We've got to tell Hems." Oh right, right. <laughs> and this is in Gate One, so it's probably not his dad because his dad would have said, "Got to tell the boy rather than Hems because Hems, Hems Junior, yeah. not just rather, Hems. Got to tell Junior." And, and, and just to confirm, Pat, this isn't going to go. As a left turn anecdote, where the couple said, "Look, you seem like a nice young man. <laughs> um, uh, how progressive are you? Put, and how wedded are you to watching the football tonight? Put, put I mean, those, we have a very big screen at home. A, we have a party. Yeah, put those new cubicles to use." <laughs> <laughs> and I, and here was me. Thought you were going to uh, eliminate on the pie, but there are more problems. No, there. Well, I was going to. I was thinking. I've, I was like, I'll make sure to get some food because I had a big day, mm. and I was like, I'll get something to eat. But I didn't have time to get something to eat because in the bar line for. Half an hour. Well, and in the post game, 
what, what happened is the SCG Trust, in their wisdom, um, decided that they'd release the security staff from the gate at 11.30 p.m. Now, the game was over by quarter to 10. Um, so they assumed the car park would be empty. Now, I was, had to pack up all the gear, so I was leaving. At about quarter to 12, there was a lineup of about 20 cars, and there was a gaggle of, of uh, SCG Trust members at the gate going, where's fucking security? Michael Luck, where's security? Open the Michael Luck gate. <laughs> there was a riot going How'd on. How'd you get out? Some of them were some of them were in fair states of inebriation, so I'd assume they'd left their drivers. These were ABC employees. Uh, no, <laughs> there was, uh, Jeeves was probably still in the car while they were going to complain. Right. And there was a gentleman who came out from the stadium, and this was the slowest walk I have ever seen. This was Shane Watson has just... <laughs> reviewed and been given out because it was middle stump and they're walking off the field this guy was walking out it would have taken him 15 minutes to walk the 100 meters it was so slow and he's just put his pass down and opened the gate and then walked away so was that him no it wasn't i don't know who he was but why they didn't think to do that in the first place and why they'd think that people were all going to be left when there were still all the broadcast trucks there how what were they Teething troubles. Teething troubles. The game itself had little to offer. I mean, it was like we were in upside-down world. I mean, South scored two tries in the middle third and then two down the right-hand side, hello, Tane Milne, who went from zero two times in the bin the previous week to hero. Yeah. And poor old Alex Johnson didn't get a look in and is battling a fitness issue ahead of this oh, weekend's yeah. game. I like some of the post-game stuff, though. Andrew Fafita was you know, interviewed, potentially his last NRL game. Certainly Aidan Tolman, it was his. Yep. But Fafita's still hanging out his shingle. And he clearly was on the blue Gatorade. Was he? So when he was talking, you could see his blue tongue. Oh. And I go, that's, that's so on brand. You Isn't know? it? Like, they're sticking all the way. And he did give uh, Dr. Evil a, a little bit of uh, praise. He says that Craig Fitzgibbon has brought joy to the Shire. Joy to the Shire. Joy, joy to-, to the Shire. <laughs> wow. That's a lovely thing. He's actually, he's a really good interview for Feeder. No, he's good value. He's a really good value. Play for the Tigers. He has his plan. To when he retires from rugby league, which maybe now, maybe not, uh, maybe he'll go for another, another run around another year at the Tigers. Um, he wants to go as a cultural ambassador to a club, so I'm thinking uh, Sir Les Patterson, a cultural attaché. But he had quite some strong opinions about what happened in Manly with the diversity jersey. The problem was there was no one talking, there was no one there about culture. When you have Indigenous players, when you have Pacifica players, having someone who's there listening and hearing cultural concerns and taking them to management and the club being a go-between. That's his idea. It's actually a really good idea. Human talking stick. Who would have thought it? Let me just say, he has mentioned an interest in the Tigers, and if he's talking ambassadors with Justin Pascoe, just be careful because that's <laughs> that's ended badly in the past. Coach Demetrio looked fantastic on an enormous Fox mic. Okay. And we posted, you call that a microphone, this is a microphone. Yeah, see, Fox has started using, that's actually an effects mic called a 416. It's a... It's a, a a barrel mic. It's meant to be, you know, that's what you use to mic up the ball when it's 30 metres away. It has the long tube. It's called an interference tube and it's a tube and it has slots on the side. So if you point it slightly off axis, you lose sound. It's Uh designed so that you don't hear things. You hear exactly what it's pointed at. And then to make it even better, he had the big blue thing on there, the big cover, um, big fluffy. So he's got a fluffy on the giant phallic microphone and there was a transmitter in the bottom of it a battery pack which is known as a because it goes into the you know the microphone has the the plug which is the butt end it's called the butt plug so he's there holding a great big giant blue fluffy with a butt plug go jason demetrio go fox 
which takes us back to Pat's offer that he received. Um, by the way, that microphone is so good. You could actually hear vibrational noise coming from the Crab Nebula. I mean, it was really oh, just yeah. picking up everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was it. But can we touch briefly on the games ahead, Dennis? I'm keen. What there are no games ahead. Like, it's off-season. What are you talking about? We're done. We're finished. Friday night uh, up at Townsville. Oh, I hope it's not a flat track. Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Yeah. Yeehaw. They are fairly flat tracks. What do you think is going to happen up there? Give your love to a cowboy man. He's going to love you hard as he can. Can I hope they play that song at the end. That's what they play. That's their theme song, and I hope they play it. I really hope that the Cowboys just give it to the Eels. Absolutely give it to them. That's what I hope. One of the great moments was when the Cowboys won their inaugural premiership in 2015, and there was a tight shot on Jonathan Thurston receiving the hugs and kisses of his young children. Yep. Friend of the show, Stephen Ferris went to Rhinestone Cowboy. Oh. And he subsequently met Jonathan Thurston, who he did tell me he caught up again with this weekend. And he said, he's a very handsome man, Jonathan Thurston. I think I said, yeah, absolutely. And he goes at the, I think it was the Rugby League Players Award or something, one meeting there. And Stephen says, oh, look, um, I just want to reflect that when you won that and uh, played the song, did you hear it? And he goes, no. Uh, <laughs> did he have Rhinestone what? <laughs> yeah. who, who was it that sang um, Life at the Outpost? Couldn't tell you. 1979. It was a. Co- they were trying to be the village people, and that's their. That's that's their song. Skate brothers. Skate brothers. Skate brothers. That's what the cowboys use as their song. What are they doing next week? I don't know. Maybe they're playing at the grand final because it's obviously all rigged. Let's hope it's the Cowboys. I'm on the cows. I'm fully on the cows. Um, but if if we can just, before we go into Parent of the South, can I just jump in here and give a couple more reasons not to dislike the Parramatta Eels, but to hate them, Chris? Go for it. Would you go mind for it. I'm not go treading on your toes. No, go for it. Okay. I can fully cop when the Raiders lose and lose a big game. I can fully cop the Viking clap being mocked. You know, fair play. That's fine. Michael Ennis. Uh, Michael Ennis. No problem at all. I, I think about who's the um, the manly prop who famously gave cry, cry oh, eyes. Oh, yes. Fanua Blake. Fanua Blake. I, you know, Blake. I can cop that. When you've won the game, you've got the right to be cheeky. What you don't have the right to be is Michael Lucking patronising. Oh, we're really sorry. No, you're not. No, you're not. Oh, you played really well. No, we didn't. Oh, you were close. You had a good season. No, we didn't. We lost. Don't do it. You can mock me, but don't patronise me. Don't pity me, for God's sake. There's nothing worse than pity. I don't want pity. I'm going to go out and get drunk. I'm going to get on the piss. I'm, I'm more than happy. I'm comfortable. I've had a good year. I don't need you telling me what our year's been like. And I don't need your pity. And that is the final reason to hate the Parramatta Eels. Speaking of which, they are doing a fly-in, fly-out approach. They're chartering a jet at $100,000. Which is very, very Townsville. Yes, and the players have been said, just bring a backpack. Just bring a backpack. Have they got the going-out clothes in the backpack? No, no, so that's obviously, it's all business, like just just the gear and the backpack. And part of the reason is they've got a weight issue, Dennis, because they're transporting so much bottled water up for Grand Arthur. (laughs) (laughs) That was Darwin, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, Townsville was pretty warm up there as well. Yes, And it'd be... Great to see that Parramatta can get a, uh, over and above the recent allegations that have come out on a report made by Nathan Brown about Nathan Brown or something like that about um, nepotism. A leak. A leak about nepotism. nepotism. I mean, did, did Nathan Brown actually use the word nepotism? Well, I haven't seen the report. 
did Nathan Brown come out and but say it was, he's a press it was release former Nathan- Warriors coach Nathan Brown? And there's been some speculation that player Nathan Brown has been pointing the finger. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Which Nathan Brown was it? Well, they were both involved. They were both involved. Yeah. Is, is this where the nepotism comes from? There's two Nathan Browns that came That's right. Up. There was Brown on Brown. So there was nepotism in the report as well as the delivery of the report. And the, the report itself was nepotism. Assuming that Brown and Brown are related, which I do assume. Well, they've got the same name. They have to be. Is one junior? <laughs> so this, so the nepotism is nothing to do with Brad and Jake. No, no, absolutely nothing whatsoever. Goodness. And do we even talk about South Penrith? I mean, it's just a horrible thought that Penrith might win that. Oh, look, I'd like to. You'd um, like to, really? Simply because uh, I have a personal vendetta against the Cleary family. Yes. Uh, which uh, I promise you I'll never act on. I just want us bad things to happen to them on the football field. Keep it on the field. So nice. I would love Redfern Pat's uh, But when you say bad win. things, you don't, you don't wish ill and you're not poking no, needles talking, into no, things. No, no, you I'm just talking, want them to lose. Scoreboard. You want them to just be beaten It's all scoreboard focus. Out. You want them to play their best possible game and, and lose. still lose. Exactly. Yes. And I'm heading out there with a South Booster PJ. You'll, you'll be lane. there. Yeah, I'll be there. I'm going to wear a South cap. I'm that committed. Nice. And <laughs> I'm totally on the Trail Milk bandwagon. He's been hilarious. He sort of said, we're definitely on the right side of the draw. Saying that, you know, <laughs> Penrith is just a road hump on the way through to the big GF. I'm falling more and more in love with Trell. Who, who can't? That face is so expressive when yeah. he scores, when it's sad, when it's like, it's it's almost like a caricature face. It's so happy when it's happy. Saluting the crowd. It's beautiful. And he even said they should take the Roosters sign down and put the Rabbitohs up at Allianz oh. and just call it home. Yes. So... There's a they're using motivation in the rabbit's room about you know Kick Out and his mocking of the much venerated and cherished South Sydney song, and I don't think they need it. I just think no, they need to yeah. go and be the best versions of themselves. Yes. In other words, they need to be seventeen Latrells. Yes. Or seventeen Nosy Nicholses. Did How you see? How good was it to see Nosy Nichols crash over the line for a try? That hey, that was sensational again uh, against type because we're so then, used and to. And then he was gassed <laughs> to, to the rabbit's left edge. But also in the victory song, and I have to say the South Sydney victory chant or whatever you call it, wasn't too familiar with it. Pat's obviously wants to say something about it. No, it's good. Yeah. Captain declares <laughs> cap, the captain declares a quorum. The boys of South Sydney together take the empties to the bar, fill her up. Nosy Nichols was just in his sluggos. I know. He every looked, week, every week. He looked magnificent. Oh, he's got a great ass. And I'm telling you, for those that enjoy a bit of locker room action, which again yeah. takes us back to Pat's evening on Saturday night, <laughs> Nosy Nichols is giving great value. So I hope to see Nosy in full effect again, jumping up and down, arm in arm with the boys after a victory against the accursed Panthers. And hello to all our Panthers fans out there. We love you. Yes. And... I do want to say, I want to know, and this has to be asked of Nosy Nichols, if he scores another double or gets to the grand final and wins it, will friend of the show, Jack Billman, who you don't know, will Jack Billman be getting another tattoo of Nosy Nichols? Because they had a deal when they were at uni that Jack Billman, if he got an ARIA award, he's a rhythm and blues singer, he'd, Nosy Nichols would get a Jack Billman tattoo. If Nosy ever scored a double, he'd get uh, Jack would get a Nosy tattoo, and he's had to do it because he scored a double last year. Wouldn't it be great if Jack Billman got a second Nosy Nichols tattoo? Just sensational. I don't know whether he'll be able to fit one into Redcliffe Dolphin in twenty twenty three, but we'll so see. so we're now we've pretty much done the previews. We've done the post views. I think we're done. Do you have any Aurora Valley access to grind, Chris? I do indeed. Please.
want to give credit to Pat a couple of weeks ago. He went uh, a little bit off reservation and played a live version of X Grinder. That no, was there's great. a um, key change at the end. Oh, that's fantastic. fantastic. Well, Dennis did that. I did the live on version. The one that, yeah. Is that a live one? I thought no, it was just a key change at the end no, of the... No, it was a live version. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just a key, it's a key change at the end well, of the anyway, day. It wasn't my Instagram. Uh, <laughs> my usual errata, I want to uh, apologize that I identified the Wrecking Crew's drummer last week as Hal Wilner, of course, who was a great producer, but it was Hal Blaine, of course. The name of that biopic, Love and Mercy, with John Cusack and Paul Dano about the life of Brian Wilson. The new album is called At My Piano, and he's actually playing on the ivories without singing, just instrumental versions. What's it called? At My Piano. And this is a Brian Wilson Brian Wilson thing. Central Coast, I've already mentioned where the NRLW was. And uh, I just wonder on reflection, my whinge about the playing of the Michael Witt try in the 10 great moments at the Stadium. Maybe they were the 10 great moments from week of, one of, of the week one of the semis. I don't know. I just thought they announced it as from... There was house. also Dennis last week said that Rugby League was born in 1896. At the George Hotel. When, when was it? 1895. 1895. I know it was the 29th of August. That's the main thing. So mainly uh, what I have today in terms of Arari Valley Access is we just don't do our research properly. And I want to admonish myself. And I had no idea that you'd be thrown in as well, Dennis. Well, here's my wrist. And and we will do better. We will absolutely do better. And so to try and put things back on an even keel, rather than continue to grind axes about our own poor performance, I just want to send a shout out to John McGee. So John came up and said hello at Leichhardt Oval last Saturday as the Newtown Jets went down by a mere two points, 26 to 28 against the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs, who now take on Penrith in the final of the knock-on effect cup. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to come up and said, hey, how much he enjoys the show. And we had a terrific chat. He said that um, he has a friend who puts Peter Volandis in the top two administrators of all time. And I, and I said, that's exactly what we would do on this show. That's how much we regard the Overlord. No, I would put him at number one straight up. Well, you know, it begs the question. I wasn't going to ask who number one was. Gallup, Arco? And, and John, big Jets fan. Um, and we really enjoyed catching up with him. And I said, I'll give you a shout on the show. He goes, look, I don't, don't want any fuss. I just want to say, John, you're a monumental human being. And it was an absolute pleasure to meet you. And all our lives have been enriched as a result of it. But we're not making any fuss. Fantastic. And that wasn't my Arara Valley axe to grind, Dennis. What is? No, uh, there's not one. Yeah, oh. do our research. Do our research. Yeah, no, that's a fair one. And, and to be honest, if we started doing errata every week, there'd be the, like the podcast. We could do an errata special. Is. We could just do an errata special. In fact, that, that, that'll be a post grand final. We could either just do a wrap up or go, here are all the things we got wrong this season. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chris. I've got a quick question for you. I'm, I'm going to the... <clears throat> I've been invited to the West Tigers Grand Final lunch next Friday. You will, have indeed. Will you be there? I will be. Yeah, will we? I'll, so I'll see you there. You will. Well, that's fantastic. Well, seeing as we're both going to the West Tigers Grand Final lunch, I, th- I thought I'd like to just celebrate by reiterating a song that I wrote earlier in this year. And of course, this is one of the songs we played in Rugby League, the musical, Bridge Hotel Roselle, September 26, 27, 28, which will be a season review of 21-22, the dual season review. I haven't been able to do this show for two years. I haven't been at the bridge for three years because of COVID. And I've got long COVID, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to breathe enough to sing. But this is one of my favourite songs of this year, all about the former coach of the West's Tigers. A long, long time ago, three ex-football players thought that coaching rugby league might make them smile. They thought that if they had their way, They could make their players play And maybe they'd be winners for a while 
But come September, coaches shiver when a final spot is not delivered. The wooden spoon was calling, their team's morale was falling. I still do wonder if they lied when they said Trent Barrett had resigned. Brown left the New Zealand side and then Paul Match was fired. So bye-bye, Barrett, Brown and McGuire You were forever under pressure and the pressure was high The good old media was out for your hides Singing this'll be the day that they're fired This'll be the day that they're fired Trent took the Bulldogs' reins from a poor demoralized Dean Pay. Then he won the wooden spoon. Now do you believe that Gus's role in blowing Trent's whistle that he stole didn't make Trent want to go real soon? Well, Trent said that he had resigned, but everyone knows he was fired. The whole affair was sour. Came to no one by surprise He wouldn't move to the shaky aisles And so, poor Nate was fired Everyone singing, bye-bye Barrett, Brown and McGuire You were forever under pressure And the pressure was high The good old media was out for your heights Singing, this'll be the day that they're fired This'll be the day that they're fired now for ten years, Tigers fans complain They haven't played a single finals game But that's not how it used to be When Sheensy coached in 2005 The whole joint venture came alive And it looked like they would build a dynasty In 2012, things were looking down Then she lost his coaching crown Mick Potter had a turn Then JT had the whole joint burned And while the Tigers board played politics They lost Teddy Woodsy, Benji Farah And then Mitch Then Ivan drove the bus to the rift And then poor match was fired Now we're singing Bye-bye, Barrett, Brown and McGuire You were forever under pressure and the pressure was high The good old media was out for your highs Singing this'll be the day that they're fired The, the, the lefty woke politics activists I'm not going to answer any questions, but I've done my job. Thanks. Fisher Harris giving away the family there for the late shit. I've been covering football for four decades, and I did not understand it. Hello and welcome to A Current Affair. I'm Tracy Grimshaw. No, not Tracy Grimshaw. No. Hello and welcome to A Current Affair. I'm Phil Gould. Good gear. <laughs> wow. Good gear. Uh, we'll start with uh, Andrew Johns and Brad Hitler. 
they love having a beer before the game, the Cronulla fans. Yeah, Especially down at Shark Park. Mate. I'd <laughs> Half love... of them are, you know, watch oh. it before they walk in the crowd. You know you go to the bubblers in the Shire? All right, now we'll do a uh, a quick round of good commentary, bad commentary. Is this good commentary or bad commentary? So they're going to just take the tap and run. It's the F-Pos, the tap and go. Well, another try. <laughs> That's brilliant, Tasha. Superb. Ben Homer's calling it good commentary. Yeah, yeah. Tasha Girl's oh, making a real run. She's playing. making a real run. I love it. And she's a legend. She no has a cup named after her. She no gets relation. excited. Uh, JD post game. So you heard, we heard bef- mention it before. So South, there are two sides of the draw. Yes, obviously the right side and the non-right yeah, side. Yeah, So, so this is trail. It's something to look forward to, and I think um, yeah, we're on the right side of the draw. And then so JD's asked about you know being on ostensibly the toughest side of the draw, and this is his take. Flying high, won the minor premiership. What's the key to knocking them over? Well, I think we need to score more points than they do. That is that yeah. insight. And you could, again, you could hear, I, I think that was from Orion, the constellation of Orion, that yeah, in the vibration. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing, yeah. And then, so we're going around. We're doing the, having a look at what the teams are saying. We know this time of year, it's it's all about the grand final. It's it's the business end. It's a new competition. Big dance. So the these are the press clips. So we've got uh, Cookie from South, Brian To'o from Panthers, and Todd Payton from the Cowboys how consistent we've been over the years to get ourselves back to the prelims and give ourselves a chance to, to make the grand final. That's what it's all about. It. No, our job's not done. You know, we're still going. Uh, we've still got a couple of weeks to go and, um, you know, ready to fly. Um, we're very fortunate that we're going home in front of our home crowd and playing in a prelim to get in the grand final, which is, you know, we deserve to be there. So they're all saying they've got, they've got bigger things to worry about. It's all about the grand final. Now, I didn't play Parramatta there. So you'd think oh. there's not really any point in going to Parramatta because they're probably just say the same thing anyway, you know. But, you know, just for the completists anywhere out there, we'll just, you know, we'll just have a quick checking up at, at Parramatta. With playing footy in, in careers and it doesn't always have to have to be winning the comp or anything like that. It's... Wow. And this is the... Who was that? That was Gutho. That's Gutho. See, what's really interesting is that Parramatta, they're not letting their people t- talk. They've shut up shop. There's, you'll see a lot more people from the other three teams doing interviews. Actually, the, Cowboys, they, didn't, Cowboys didn't do one yesterday. They didn't do one. And mm. Parramatta put uh, Balo and Gutho up. And that was Gutho's comment. That's Gutho. I tell you what, for those who still Ooh. watch 360, and from what I can gather, there's not many of you, <laughs> they just did not talk about the Cowboys at all yesterday. Like, they're just an afterthought. They're named after the every, list, every viewer, are they, 360. Are they under the radar? <laughs> Have they found that spot, that sweet spot? Yeah, well, Batuta had a Batuta threw a barb at him on Instagram. Um, you can, if if I talk about three sixty now, you know that I've woken up on Tuesday without any ideas, or it's, <laughs> it's gone to twelve. It's gone to twelve thirty on Tuesday. I'm like, ah, oh, shoot. Um, I walk into the change rooms. There, I've got forty seven texts. I never turn my phone on after the game, but I thought I just wanted to make sure I wasn't wrong in what I was thinking tonight. Forty seven texts. Every one of those texts. Agreed with every fan out there and everything I believe in. Now, on our group, Flying Up Deluxe, Emma Domini uh, has said what 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 uh, what song should be played for your side next year. So, thank yep. you for having me at my worst with Tigers. Chris said, line in the <laughs> sandstorm by Darude. 
But David Roderick has brought this up. Redcliffe gave the world the BGs. Ipswich gave the world the Ipswich connection. Have you heard of them? Uh, nope. I haven't either. I've heard of the BGs. Broncos on the attack. Wilders from dummy half away to Lazarus. Up to the defence. Turns it inside to Langer. Steps around one tackle. Shoots the pass to Kevin Wilders. Draws the defence on to Brother Kieran. He's over beside the post for a great Broncos try. The Ipswich connection has done it again. And it's a great deal for the Broncos. Ipswich boys and here's our story. We're all part of the Broncos glory. From our junior days to the Sydney scene, Broncos, hungry and mean. Now, as far, as best as I can tell, this is actually Alfie Kevin Carrot because he's from 1992. Wow. What we aim for is rugby league supremacy. So if you feel inclined, then sing along and join us in the chorus of this Broncos song. That guitar's pretty cool. I'll give him that. The name is Carrot, and I'm here to say that I play it hard. There's no other way to control the rut. Is my primary aim. If I don't do my job, we could lose the game. Wow. I will say that we're on a, a time. A time uh, uh, limitation here. So, us listening to this song now is in lieu of doing anything else because we've got a set finish time. Well, the interesting thing there is that that song has been tabled by Kevin Walters in the makeup meeting he had with Ben Iken because they're at odds and he said, that's our strategy. Yeah. <laughs> and Iken. Oh, he's, yeah, he's singing that. Yeah. So, that's Al- Alfie, Kerrod, and Kevin. Yeah. And Iken's go. I think that's a bit 1992. And then Kevin goes, but that's when we won. That's when we won. <laughs> so I just found it on YouTube. And there's this guy who's named M, who's got a Manchester United thing. And it, everything that anyone posts at Rugby League, he posts. Soccer is by far the biggest and best sport on earth. It has over 4 billion fans and massive in over 240 countries. Every country on earth loves soccer. Rugby League has 9 million fans populated by only four countries. Zzz. He's, he does that on everything. Yeah. He's the biggest troll. He's I think man, don't Man United have a rap? <laughs> oh, yeah, they've got one. Know. Anyway, he's right. Uh, but uh, we're still rugby league is still a better game. Uh, I can't remember the name of that commentator, the Queensland commentator at the start of that. Like, Billy. Oh, yeah, Billy Smith. Yeah. Billy J. Smith. Billy J. Smith. Fantastic. Another Billy Smith in rugby league. Yeah. And it does, it does sound like he's had a little helium before. Exactly he certainly does. Yeah, 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 was it a, a, a sample rate error or was he just commentating? It used to be my favourite thing in the goodies was. Uh, Graham Garden's uh, imitation of Eddie Waring, the rugby league commentator. Well, it's a beautiful day. Beautiful rugby league. The goodies in rugby league. The first trick of hip-hop is playing a 33 at 45. Oh, yeah. But that sounds more like it's uh, 48K recording played at 48. It's not quite double speed. It's just a little bit extra. If it's too late to grind an axe, I'd grind an axe about the fact that still in 2022, advertising agencies go, I know how we'll appear here. (laughs) We'll do hip-hop in an ad. Yeah, because that'll appeal to the youth. That'll appeal to the youth. (laughs) It's a legacy. Uh, I've got one, Pat. Yep, please. If if that was all your text feedback. Uh, A.G. Holmesley, or Holmes, I hope I'm saying that right, A.G. Holmesley, and Dennis, they said to you, and I know you always are looking for these sorts of suggestions, how about a musical tribute to South's Lay Down Bunny to the tune of Lay Down Sally? Well, I prefer to go Lay Down Trelly. 
trolley. That's oh, it's, a, it's evolving. That's trolley. what we need. Yeah. So thank you very much, AG, and uh, you're contributing in ways that we really appreciate. Well, if that's the end of 47 Texas and we've already finished um, Media Watch and we've had reasons to dislike the Parramatta Eels, I could go on with more of those, but I'll stop there. Thank you for listening to Fire Up. Please join Fire Up Rugby League on Facebook and Instagram. Follow Fire Up NRL on Twitter and join the Blowing Up Deluxe Facebook group because we love that input. It fills the show out because we never have enough to talk about and we've gone over the hour again. But thanks for listening. May your team win next week unless it's the Eels. And we'll see you again the following week. Go the Bunnies. Fire Up. Yeah, it was great. Oh, mate, we live. <laughs> you like your own? I just won't gorge up, mate. You just... <laughs> mate, I'm old, guys. I'm nearly 50. You like your own shapes? You like your own shapes? Can they get into a press conference early for their fans? What are they doing? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> wow. Thanks for today. Hey.